What is going on? Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast, episode number 14 of the Health, Fitness, and Performance series. In today's episode, we take a look at the evil word, influencers, and specifically how these influencers are halting your gains. Now, not all influencers are bad. Of course, there are positive, credible, educated influencers, but then they're the ones that we're talking about on this episode, the ones that are kind of scam artists. They're not very credible. They have nothing to back them up and they are providing bad advice and they're actually getting in the way of you guys progressing in the space of fitness and health. So today we break down a few of the things that these influencers are doing that are directly affecting your gains that need to stop. So a must listen and a must share. Guys, like always, keep listening to the Fear Being Average podcast. Share it, comment it, rate the podcast, give it a follow, subscribe, and keep on listening to the show and have a great rest of your day and enjoy today's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 14 of the Fear Being Average podcast. We are doing another episode of the Health, Fitness, and Performance series. And today we take a look at influencers. So if you're not familiar with the terminology, uh, an influencer is someone who's on social media who has a lot of influence, right? They have a lot of followers. Um, Maybe they get paid sponsorship and they have paid partnerships. Um, Basically, they're someone with a lot of followers who has now created a great deal of influence based on that, right? And they're promoted and they give advice, and they're seen as quote-unquote experts within their field, right? So it's pretty wild world we're living in, right? You don't need to be educated anymore. You don't need to be knowledgeable. You don't need to have certifications and degrees and backing and proof that you're an expert. You can just be an influencer. You can gain fame and status through your increase of followers. Now, that's a skill in itself, right? If you're able to manipulate the world and manipulate you know, the algorithm and you can market yourself appropriately and that leads to more followers and from there, you turn that into some sort of a business. you know. So what we're looking to, at today is obviously you know, fitness influencers, uh, people that aren't really educated but they're giving you fitness and health and nutrition advice as if they are qualified to do so. And it could be because they have a really good body, um, they look the part, so why not just create a business around it? And you know, it's just like any anything, even in, in real life, you're gonna have really bad trainers and people that look the part, but they don't know anything. Or you're gonna have you know kinesiology students that know a lot, for example, but they're not good trainers still. So you're always gonna have, and there's con artists in every profession, but it's just really prevalent in today's world because a lot of the narrative in the world of fitness and health and nutrition is dictated by these influencers because they have such a mass following. They have you know, other people that can promote them. They're promoting each other. You know, They look credible based on having hundreds of thousands of followers, and that looks sexier than someone with 1,500 followers and that knows a lot or someone that has 10,000 followers. Um, so it's just a really tricky game, but this is why we want to talk about this, right? Because it is real. It is the real deal. These people are good marketers. They're good at branding themselves. They're good at flipping the script, going from someone who built their following on something else and then turn that into a business, 
right? That's all it was, right? They gained following. You see it a lot with girls with great bodies and great bums, right? Or big bums, whatever you want to, you know, say about it. And they turn it into, hey, I'll just become a, a trainer and a fitness coach to tell you how to grow your ass, right? They don't know. They just did it, right? And now some educate themselves, I assume, and I hope so. But how they got there and the business that they created was built off of, well, I'm going to make money based on how many people are following me. And a lot of the people that are following them, you know, off the bat, it was just because they wanted to look at somebody. It wasn't about the education they were providing. It wasn't about the insight, uh, the credibility. It was purely about the imagery. And from there, they turned it all around. So a lot of different ways that influencers become the influencers that they are. But either way, they are the thing that is ruining the world right now. Not actually. But they're a big part of it. They're definitely not helping. Doug Ford isn't helping it. Um, COVID's not helping it. Uh, but certainly influencers aren't helping this space and they're doing more harm than good. They're making money so they don't give a shit. So it's my job to put these people on blast and that's what we're going to do on today's episode. Uh, I wish I had my buddy Matt Bacon here. We've done a couple podcasts together and he would rant the shit out of this one. But I'm going solo on this one and I'll have a lot of fun with it either way. So number one, how are they screwing up and halting your gains? What are these influencers doing? Well, for one, they're preaching all the wrong stuff. They're giving you really bad advice. They're giving you just bullshit research, bullshit answers, um, just all the worst stuff basically that isn't going to really help you much, right? And it's it's weird because in today's world, even if they do give you some of the right stuff, they don't know how to articulate it or educate you um, or even like just educate themselves behind it and how to present that to the masses. And they're preaching a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff, sorry, that just isn't working well. Um, for one, they major in the minors, right? They talk a lot about m- these minimal impact exercises that are going to really help you, right? They stay away from the hard stuff. They stay away from teaching you, you know, the actual big buck movements because they're hard to cue. They're hard to educate on. They're hard to you know, actually do themselves, right? Maybe they're, they aren't lifting a lot of weight so, and they're not that strong, so they can't really educate you on it. And maybe they don't play around those movements too often, but they're basically majoring in the minors. So like I said, they're talking about the things that have very small impact in, in your development and your growth, right? For example, the glutes is always a very easy target uh, in terms of that, that's kind of the thing that's really blowing up on social media. And they'll talk about bands all the time, right? They'll talk about kickbacks and doing clamshells and doing abductions. And, and yeah, those things are like a little bit of an ingredient you throw in there for sure, right? They have, they have a purpose. But to say this is the thing that built my ass, this is the thing that's going to you know help you grow your glutes, or build up your chest, whatever it is, they're picking a lot of the easy exercises that don't have a very strong indication of you developing at an efficient rate, right? So they have a lot of bad exercise selections and they're giving you that advice and they're telling you a false narrative, right? They're not talking about what it actually takes to build. And that's a big problem too, right? They don't actually share or tell the individual, their audience, their demographic, their followers, what it really takes to build muscle, right? They present you with workouts that are very cookie cutter, very, you know, 
on paper, they look easy, they're simple, anyone kind of create them. It's not hard to find exercises that will build up your chest or build up your arms or build up your glutes. You know, Google that in five seconds, you can know that too, right? Um, there's not gonna be a big discrepancy that way. But how to program those, how to periodize your workouts, um, how to actually lift properly and how, how to be connected to the muscle and, and talking about the mechanisms of hypertrophy or different types of strength training, all those things are the things that are actually going to help you build muscle, right? The exercises are just there. Like I, I work as a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Consultant. I always screw up that word sometimes. A consultant at a gym. And I used to be a fitness advisor at Good Life. So I've had years and years and years of being, you know, a consultant within the fitness and health space. And not only as my, like, uh, my own business owner and trainer, which I'm you know, consulting individuals and clients all the time, but I would meet with you know, new gym goers or, you know, potential gym members. And we'd sit down and we would talk about, you know, the direction they're going to take and what's the best way to get started. And it, they'd always say, yeah, I kind of know how to exercise or you have a pretty good idea. Yeah, of course you do. Like go Google that. Like there's free resources everywhere. It doesn't take a genius to find a workout or find a program or find exercises. It's all there for you, right? It's right there in front of you. That's not the issue, obviously. If that was the issue, right, that you couldn't find exercise and that was the thing holding you back, well, that would make sense, but it isn't, right? You have access to all this stuff and you still don't look the part. You're still inconsistent. You still look weak. You still stick to the same five to six exercises. You still do the same thing or you're in and out of the gym all the time or you've quit four gym memberships per year for the last 10 years. Yeah, I get that isn't the issue. So we need to find something else. And clearly there's something else. There's a disconnect to why you're not developing and you're not growing, right? So they don't present that to the individual, right? They don't talk about what it actually takes. It's not about the exercise. Yeah, that plays a big role. Don't get me wrong, right? We did talk about that because um, they do major in a lot of the minor exercises. But again, they also really neglect this area, which is a massive disservice to their followers and people that come across their profiles, right? And they're talking about, you know, workouts that are more like hit oriented or, you know, no, you know, not structured around proper rest times. Like it just, there's so much wrong. It's hard to almost unravel sometimes, right? Uh, they just have a really bad approach to fitness. Um, they don't talk about all the other things that need to be talked about um, that play a massive factor in the average individual's life like sleep and like sleep sorry stress you know nutrition and food and, and programming and, and basically the stuff that really matters right that stuff is going to be the the areas that need to be touched upon in terms of having someone really see some significant results and it's not the sexy stuff so that's why they don't talk about it right um it's not easy to necessarily share and educate people on especially if you're not confident in that in that realm or that space so you know they talk about the exercises they do they talk about little circuits they do and unfortunately that gets in the way of a lot of people's results in the long term um another thing that they do really wrong in terms of what they preach they don't preach strength you rarely hear influencers uh, and now there's some influencers online that are that are credible right that you see their programming they're part of a you know a strength gym and a powerlifting gym um they're certified they're doing their thing those influencers are are great right they're a phenomenal resource and i follow a lot of them right but i'm talking about the influencers that don't know their shit obviously um and they don't talk about strength because for one 
it's difficult to educate on strength. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Them selves are not strong, right? They're not strong. So again, to educate on this topic, a topic that they don't experience, they don't know much about. Yeah, of course, they're not going to do that, right? They don't see the value. They've never actually experienced the value. They don't really know how to train for strength. And that's like, maybe the biggest thing I would say off the bat for somebody getting into working out is educating them on the importance of strength and the importance of building up a foundation and getting comfortable with some big movements and big buck movements and doing those frequently and not always having to change up exercises every workout, right? Because how do you get good and better at an exercise or a particular lift if you're doing a new one every single time with a new set, uh, you know, set range, new rep range, new weights or same weights? It's just craziness, right? So again, they really neglect that area and they don't preach what's really important. Like I said, I think strength is just one of the best things you can do for your body, for your physical transformation, um, for your you know physiological you know, growth. But again, that's the stuff that's a little bit harder to educate on. Um, and they promote a lot of clickbait type stuff, right? And in terms of preaching the wrong stuff, they'll actively put something out there that is clickbait worthy, right? So they'll do an, uh, a pattern interrupt is what they call it in the social media game, where they'll give you a heading that contradicts what you know, you've learned to believe over the last five years. And then they'll try to you know, deconstruct that argument within their posts and it makes you click on it and they get followers, the algorithm you know, connects them. And before you know it, they have a lot of people looking at their profile. And if they're someone who's good looking and they got a good body, yeah, they're probably gonna get enough people that start following that individual and, and following their workouts, thinking that if they do the workouts or follow their advice, they're gonna look like that person, which is rarely the case, right? So again, just a lot of the wrong stuff being preached, unfortunately. And when you keep following the wrong people and a lot of the wrong influencers, you probably hear a lot of the same wrong stuff over and over and over before you know it know it you're consumed with poor material and your knowledge base is based around people that don't know a whole bunch and that are actually getting in the way of you developing your growth and, and seeing you know efficient you know physiolo- physiological adaptations take place so just be mindful of that because a lot of stuff they preach is bad stuff my solution unfollow them obviously the ones that aren't preaching strength the ones that aren't talking about you know periodization and proper programming and you know proper nutritional um, habits and behaviors and really educating on the importance of sleep and stress and talking about you know the big buck exercises and aren't just always doing bands all the time yeah that's a decent um, indication that there's someone who's worthy of following at the same time that stuff is out there it's easy to find that do they really know the benefits or are they just seeing you know experts you know real credible experts talk about it and they're just feeding off that information so be mindful of it follow them watch them see what they promote see if they can articulate and educate um the masses on their stories see if they're putting out good content Um, And again, try to compare it to someone who is putting out good content, someone who is certified, someone who is truly strength training and getting stronger and preaching the right stuff that we just talked about. Okay, guys, number two, they have get fit fast marketing. That's what they're about, right? This is where they make their money, 
they want people to see transformations, obviously. Do they really care? I don't know. But for them, that's how their business really grows and develops, right? They're all about getting people fit fast. Not about long-term success. It's not about long-term health. It's not about longevity in this space. It's a numbers game. It's how can I get as many people as fit as possible, especially if they want testimonials and they want to grow their business in the shortest amount of time, right? If they can turn you know, 30 people from 20 pounds overweight to losing that 20 pounds in a month, that's going to look good for a lot of people. And a lot of people aren't educated enough to see why that would actually be a bad thing, right? So when they do this and when they preach and promote this get fit fast type lifestyle, um, it creates a lot of difficulty in this space. It creates a lot of, you know, poor connection to what health and fitness is actually all about. Uh, There's a massive disconnect when you really think about it, trying to lose 20 pounds as fast as possible and messing up your hormones and yo-yoing back and forth and basically restricting yourself from foods and cutting out a whole bunch of calories and increasing stress you know, creating these these mood swings based off of such a low calorie deficit to lose 20 pounds in a month, like all those things, that's not health, that's not fitness, that's not what this space is really about. It's about getting a quick result, obviously, for these individuals. So they're preying on immediate gratification, and immediate gratification is something I absolutely hate because nothing worth doing, nothing good is accomplished quickly unfortunately right it's just part of the game and and i say that i say unfortunately but when i look back at that the process is what gives me so much fulfillment so much purpose so much connection so much enjoyment uh in terms of creating a result or you know becoming a better version of myself if that happened overnight if it happened in a week um i don't think it'd be very fulfilling actually I, i know it wouldn't be very fulfilling because it's the, the hard times where you got to show up and put time into it and you got to be consistent and you're, you're seeing these small wins take place. Those are the things in the ups and downs. Those are the things that really get you connected and passionate behind what you're doing because you did put so much work into it that you have pride in yourself and you've developed discipline and dedication and resilience and the ability to say no to temptation. All those things, these quality characteristics for you to adopt in this one space that can transfer over to so many others is just it's it's amazing really for lack of a better word um it really is that powerful and when we're neglecting that when we're neglecting that true process and doing it in a healthy manner and even though that's going to take you longer absolutely Losing 20 pounds is going to take you longer. I can go all the reasons why losing 20 pounds in a year to six months is much better for you than losing 20 pounds in a month. You know, we already talked about it a little bit, but obviously the healthy relationship with food, the idea that we're actually going to keep muscle. Guess what? When you lose 20 pounds in a month, chances are if you're someone who needs to lose just 20 or 30 or 15 pounds, yeah, that is going to mess you up. You're going to be getting rid of so much protective tissue and you're going to gain all that weight back. The studies back it up, the research supports it, and it's inevitable. What are you going to do? You're going to keep eating 1200 calories? You're going to be 
you know, micronutrient and macronutrient deficient for the rest of your life? Of course not. You're going to work off low energy. You're going to say no uh, when temptation slaps you in the face during Christmas or Thanksgiving or at a birthday party. Like, this is not going to happen. You're going to overindulge. You're going to eat more. And before you know it, you're in worse shape. You're doing this all over and you're looking for these quick answers, these quick results. And again, it's that's the nature of the business, right? They're going to prey on those people and enough people, you know, the majority of people want that quick result and they're not educated enough to understand all the harm that actually goes with it, right? So they're basically selling a lie or at least a half truth, truth, right? If you really think about it, think about it in a manner of speaking um, because get fit fast, yeah, like they can say losing 20 pounds is fitter than you are now, so you are getting fit fast. However, I would put an asterisk next next to that saying that get fit fast, but, but get unfit even faster, right? That's basically what they're doing, right? You're going to lose all that, that, that growth that you saw most likely unless you do it in a really, really good way. But even at that point, you got to build all this muscle back. Either way, it's just messing you up, right? So it's just creating such a bad relationship with food, a, a horrible relationship with fitness um and it's it's depriving you of all the benefits and the rewards from doing it the right way and if you really think about fitness and health and that's something i try to preach with clients that i do take on now um is the idea that it's a lifestyle this shouldn't be a a three-month thing this shouldn't be just a six months um months this shouldn't be just a one-year you know, let's give it a go and see how it goes. Like, ideally, you keep moving your body. You keep resistance training. You keep strength training. You keep eating in a healthy, mindful manner. Like, those things should always be associated in your life. They should always be a part of your life. Those things shouldn't just go away after you stop working with a trainer or after you stop, you know, jump off of a program. Those things should be consistent aspects of your life, right? That should be around year after year from 30 years old to 40 years old to 50 years old like that is what your life should be built around did you have to be the most disciplined person of all time absolutely not but again the selling of get fit fast for example it neglects that aspect of staying fit right and i think that aspect that narrative has to be shared much more often that's something that us as you know credible health professionals have to do a better job of right and that's something i'll preach a lot i'll I'll really you know talk about this is a process it takes time give yourself three to five years if you want to see your ass grow you want to see yourself really get close to your genetic potential give yourself five to ten years that doesn't sound sexy that's not going to sell a whole bunch of people but it will sell the right people and at least people are hearing it at least there's that you know pattern interrupt unfortunately unfortunately that's the pattern interrupt me saying that is interrupting what most people are saying which is backwards right that's the narrative that should be shared right we should be preaching get stronger stay healthy eat a well-balanced diet don't restrict your calories like crazy reduce stress sleep better feel better look stronger be patient Right? All those things should be preached. They should be educated. That should be the, the narrative that we live in within this space. But it's not, unfortunately, right? So at the end of the day, we need to do our mind, uh, our, you know, sorry, our mindful approach towards this. And we have to 
be a little bit more self-aware to what they're doing, what they're trying to to sell us, and if the results that fast are a good thing. And I'm telling you guys right now, if you're looking to lose 20 pounds as fast as possible, you're doing it wrong. You're fucking yourself up. You're messing up your hormones. You're slowing down your metabolism. You're increasing your cortisol. You're decreasing your testosterone levels. It's, it's an anti-tissue approach, meaning that you are going to lose muscle tissue. And then from that, you're going to increase your hunger hormones. So you're going to have a stronger, greater appetite for food and sugars and refined carbohydrates and then you're actually going to gain weight afterwards and guess what happens gain more weight than you actually lost then from there now you've accumulated more fat cells you don't lose fat cells you just shrink them down so now you have more fat cells in your body that's going to affect your skin that's going to affect your sleep that's going to affect your hair that's going to affect your longevity so again guys i just went over a shit ton of of negatives with that if you still want to be someone who says well I want to lose 20 pounds as fast as possible. Go be that person, right? I, don't, I, I can't help you at this point. You're not ready for that change. But if you heard what I just said, you're going to say, okay, anyone who's trying to sell me uh, you know, a get fit fast program of you know, six-pack abs in 30 days, it's all bullshit. You want to follow that? Go. That's, that's, that's your deathbed, right? Be smart with it. If you take on a program, yes, get fit as fast as you can in a healthy way. That's what I would preach. If you end up losing five pounds your first month, you know, and you keep muscle, obviously, yes, that's a great month. Like, get fit. Get fitter. I'm promoting that. But don't do that at all costs. Don't compromise all the health benefits that are connected to what you're doing right now. Okay, guys, number three. These influencers, they neglect the psychological aspects and behaviors of life, right? So they basically, they don't educate people on the mindset of working out or they don't take in consideration people's mindsets while you know working out or while trying to transform their body um when you really think about it stress is such a massive player in today's world it's uh, it's around us all the time if we don't do a very conscious job of removing and alleviating stress from our day-to-day you know, habits and behaviors like social media and listening to the news and, you know, how we structure our day, it's going to be around at, at a very high level, right? And now we're, we're so connected. So we're always on call. It seems like um, we're always around work. We're always, you know, around things that can keep us a little bit more stimulated in a, in a negative manner. And, you know, taking that into consideration as, as, a, as a health educator it's something to really be talked about, right? And when we have these influencers that just promote a style of working out that just jacks people's stress up, for example, like hit all the time or these crazy intense workouts that don't make a whole lot of sense for the average individual who's dealing with this kind of high stress environment, they're actually only hurting them, right? Yes, there's some benefits that you hey, you're moving your body and you're increasing blood flow and maybe you're, you know, improving your cardiovascular health, but you're also really messing up your hormones and you're increasing your stress at, at, a, at a high rate and that's having a major effect as well because it's affecting your sleep, it's affecting you know, how, how, to, how you actually build muscle, you know, your muscle's breaking down, your body's breaking down, so it's not, a, it's not a good trade-off. So it's one of those things that you don't want to be someone just to go, well, at least I'm working out, like that's better than nothing. Sure, 
but there's a better way to go about that, you know, when influencers aren't going to educate people on how to exercise for their lifestyle, right? And yes, I can't educate everybody on their lifestyle. Like I can't, I don't know everybody's situation, but I can talk about, well, this makes sense in a, in a regular week of programming, why you would have some high stress days and why you'd have some low stress days. And here are some workouts that you can do when you're not feeling your best or when you're feeling like life is really consuming you right now when you're working a whole bunch of hours and here's why. And again, maybe it's me and a few you know other fitness professionals that, that see life this way and we, and we appreciate our own health and longevity and they're things of importance to us and we understand the psychological aspects of someone trying to transform their body. But if you don't talk about that stuff, you set people up for failure because they don't know any better. They're going through life with all these crazy workouts trying to get after it and go beast mode, but their body and mind isn't in the state of actually maximizing the benefits of those workouts. So they would be much better suited off doing something else, right? A different kind of workout, a different kind of exercise, a different kind of discipline that would facilitate their growth more appropriately, right? Maybe when you're in a really high stress you know, place in your life right now, maybe it's more attention on mobility and some controlled strength work, or you do some general physical preparedness that doesn't beat your body up, but keeps you feeling strong and tight and functional, right? There's so many other ways to approach it. But if we're an influencer that doesn't know that kind of stuff, we're always thinking, go, 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 go. And maybe they're just trying to market to those people that don't have stress. But how many people don't have stress, right? It just doesn't make any sense. It's a complete disconnect again from actually trying to help people it's just i'm going to put something out there that looks fancy that looks sexy that looks fast and dynamic and whoever wants to do it they can do it and whatever happens happens right and i get that it's a way to make money but and i don't blame them like they're doing it they're it it is what it is i'm not going to change that i'm not going to change these influencers i'm not trying to what i'm trying to do is educate you the listener not the influencer on how these influencers are actually neglecting your health benefits and neglecting your overall growth because they don't care. They're just putting out content, right? And they're not educating on the really important stuff and they're neglecting really important psychological aspects and behaviors, right? Like they'll post cheat meals. That fucks people up too, right? And again, they're entitled to do so, right? They might live life with with cheat meals and they might get away with it with their fast metabolism or how they eat or how their you know DNA is structured. But for the most part, that creates a negative relationship with food, right? And for the you know majority of people, anyone that wanted a cheat meal, they're going to overeat like crazy, right? Um, and this is going to create a horrible relationships can create a lot of temptation with food it's going to feel like well i have to restrict you know that i can only eat this kind of food when it's a cheat day for me right where for me i eat really well 90 percent of the time and when i go to a birthday party i'll i'll have a small piece of cake if i go you know out for dinner i'm not you know obsessing about the food necessarily i'm very mindful right but I'm, i'm that way throughout my life so when I go into those moments where I want something, I don't overindulge. I have a little bit. I get back on track. I get back to putting in work, and I'm right back into my routine, right? It's not, it's not about a cheap meal that I've been restricting myself like crazy. You know, off the bat, it will feel like that early on because you're trying to adopt, you know, new habits and new behaviors behind food, and you're trying to reduce this 
you know, connection with sugary refined foods that taste so good that are so addicting. They have a lot of addicting properties, but eventually those things, you know, you know, they go away and you become more aware of your temptations. You become less tempted. You have not even more willpower. I think at that point, you're just more connected to the health benefits and how you feel by eating a certain way that you go, you know what, I don't even want these things anymore. And when they are there, you have a little bit, you go, okay, whatever, and you get back on track. It's not the end of the world, right? But when they talk about cheat meals and that the rest of the time they're restricting like crazy and that they're, you know, demonizing these foods, and I agree there are bad foods. I hate when people say, like, there aren't bad foods. There's, like, all foods are good and bad. And, you know, all foods have an opportunity to be good and bad. Okay, I get what they're trying to say with that one, but yes, there are bad foods, okay? Like, donuts are just bad. They're good. They taste good, whatever, but they're shitty for you. They're going to cause inflammation. They're you know, obviously high sugar and really refined. They're, you know, full of bullshit and oils that are going to inflame the system, create a whole bunch of havoc within the system, create gut issues. It's not good. Okay. It's not, it's not a good food. Tastes good, but I get what they're trying to say there. And and people like that, I understand that they're trying to create a healthier relationship with food. And, and I can appreciate, appreciate that to a certain degree. Um, then in terms of the psychological aspects and not telling the truth, that results will take months and years of your time right psychologically when people get into this mode of well i can transform my body in 30 days and my friend denise lost 20 pounds in in two months and she looks great right now and she's been doing beach body yada yada okay great she also fucked up her hormones and she also lost a whole bunch of muscle mass and she's probably eating 1300 calories like okay like that that sounds like a shitty life to me but i digress right but if you go out there and you tell people hey guys this is gonna take time But guess what? You're going to feel great. You're going to be able to eat in a balanced manner. You're not going to feel restricted. You're going to feel full. You can go on vacation and not just put that fat right back on like most of these people that are on 1,300-calorie diets are going to do. They're going to go away for a week, and they're going to get blown up, and it's going to feel like the fat just sits on them. Of course it is because they went from eating 1,300 calories to doing nothing and eating 3,000 or 4,000 of refined crappy foods. Yeah, of course, but the person that goes about it in an intelligent, appropriate manner is going to be able to introduce those foods on vacation and, and have these little you know, lifestyle things happen, and they're going to be like, hey, it doesn't really affect me too much, right? There's not going to be that huge temptation response. There's not going to be that huge you know, fat response. It's just going to be kind of a little something that happens, and if we don't do our job as you know, trainers and coaches in this space – talking about that psychological aspect of hey guys this is going to take time but here's all the benefits that go along with it compared to all the negative aspects that go along trying to cut too fast okay that puts someone's mind at ease it it increases or improves perspective right it allows people to see things for what it really is and without talking about that we become obsessed with this short-term result and it messes up our thinking and our approach to fitness when we see other people just transforming overnight, basically, you know, someone on a ketogenic diet could look way different in a month, right? Obviously, they stopped eating sugars, they stopped eating, you know, refined carbohydrates, and they reduced their calories. Guess what do you think is going to happen, right? But again, that person is doing a lot of harm to their body, most likely, they're not doing it in an intelligent manner. But on paper, it looks great. And it's going to mess you up from a psychological standpoint, because we don't have that connection with all the harm that's being created and all the good that comes from being more patient and deliberate in, a, 
and intelligent with going about someone's fitness journey, okay? Um, and then you have these bullshit fast track programs that just that mess people up. Um, I can basically already cover that, so we're good to go there, guys. Okay, guys, number four, kind of the biggest one, I would say, it messes me up sometimes, is fake results and manipulation of what you see. And this is wildness, okay? In the world that we live in now, you can manipulate anything. You can Photoshop any photo. You can put massive quads on yourself. You can trim down your stomach. You can readjust your eyes. You can add different colors. You can improve your hair. You can get rid of cellulite and wrinkles. It, it's it's wild. I have no idea who the hell is who on Instagram, right? Like it's, if I were to see them in real life, I'm sure they'd look completely different. And you see it. You see a lot of you know, influencers now that have taken a stand on this and they flip the script a bit and they start showing reality versus Instagram and they show themselves them all tight and photoshopped up or, you know, in a good position and they show themselves a second later in a normal position and then they're full of cellulite and rolls and they look completely different. I can appreciate that. They're giving you a bit basically an inside scoop or behind the scenes scoop of, hey, this is the reality and this is Instagram. And they're and they're trying to educate people on that and improve people's mental health from that standpoint because you're like, oh, great, they are normal, right? And not everybody looks like they're at two percent body fat their their whole life and always look great. Um, but when you see that, it just makes you go like, holy crap! Like people are giving the impression that they're something that they're not, right? Now some people, yes, look great. Um, and it is what it is, right? They've done a good job at it or they've been genetically gifted, whatever the case is. Okay, they look a certain way. But for the most part, a lot of manipulation is taking place. Like I said, there's Photoshop that's being done. There are implants that are being injected into people's bodies. The glutes are a huge one right now. You get those synthol idiots that put the stuff in their biceps and yeah, obviously it's fake, but it looks like shit too. At least the girls that put in the fake asses, some of them look okay. But it's still fake, and then they're promoting squat jumps and hip style workouts and banded kickbacks to build their glutes, right? And they have no idea what the hell they're doing, and they literally just injected, what is it, muscle, skin, parts of the body into their ass? Like, it's insanity, right, if you really think about it. But in our head, we go, oh my god, like this person with this gigantic, perfect ass is doing these movements, this must work and it messes you up. Again, go back to the curriculum, go back to the criteria. What are they educating? Can they articulate what they're doing? Are they talking about programming? Do they seem like they know what they're doing when they're working out? Do they actually provide content that is of value or is it just them kind of working out? Because anyone, like I said, can go online and you know, get implants in their ass and then start doing sumo deadlifts too and doing Romanian deadlifts and lunges and hip thrusts. And you're like, hey, they're doing some of the right exercises. They're, you know, off Brandon's number one for this episode. They're 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 actually talking about the major movements to build a butt. Okay, this is good stuff. But look at the other criteria as well, right? Even if they are, you know, talking about the major movements and they're not majoring in the minors, that doesn't mean they're off the hook. Still look at all the other stuff. Are they talking about all the aspects of how to build a muscle? Are they able to educate? Are they providing value in their story it's just just be mindful do your homework a little bit take time you start following someone like really kind of educate yourself and if you have a hard time with that 
send it out. Send that profile to a professional that you really know and respect and that can actually help with that, right? If you have a problem with that, send it to me. Like, Brian, what do you think of this person? Are they worth following? Are they, you know, a bullshitter? Let me know and I can decipher it quite well. Um, you have different angles. We're talking about fake results. You hit different angles. You can make a, you know, a muscle look way bigger than it is. You have these fake transformations of clients. They have client on day one and client on day 20 and all of a sudden they gained like 10 inches on their ass or they, you know, their bicep looks massively different. You know what? Like end of the day, like I said, those results, um, they're manipulated, they're fake. Um, so you're going to have some genetic outliers that have great results in a month. But again, a lot of those great results, we're not looking deeper. It's all surface level. We're not going below the surface. We're not looking at what do they have to do? Were they eating 1300 calories? Probably. Were they reducing, you know, or adding a whole bunch of movement and, and volume to their workouts? Probably. Were they messing up their hormones? Yeah, most likely. So there's a whole bunch of things that you got to you got to read between the lines here. You have to be, do your homework. You have to be a little bit more mindful. You got to take a deep breath when you see those pictures and those transformation pics and understand, okay, am I doing everything I can do? Am I doing everything in my control, right? If I'm eating well and sleeping well and reducing stress and training hard and training intelligently, that's all that matters. If my body didn't transform like the picture I just saw, okay, that's okay because I'm doing all the right stuff anyway. There's nothing more I can do right? Other than trying to fast forward the process. So that should give you comfort. If you're doing all the right stuff and your results don't look like that fake client transformation picture that your, that your influencer posted, who cares? You're doing the right stuff. But that's where self-awareness comes in. Are you doing the right stuff? Because at the same time, you can be like, well, that's a fake picture. I'm doing okay. Well, are you doing okay? Are you really eating well? Are you eat, being mindful? Are you tracking your food? Do you know what's coming in? Because that person definitely was. They knew what was coming in regardless of how fast that transformation was or what they did to their hormones or what they did to their stress levels or mood. They knew what they were eating. At least I can give them that, right? So you need to have the self-awareness to bring it back on yourself, right? Fuck what they did. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. Just bring it back to yourself. Be mindful. Be patient. Be okay with that transformation. Be happy for that person regardless if it messes them up or not. Just be happy for it. Great. Move on. Do your homework and then go through that criteria for yourself. Am I doing all those main things? Am I checking those off? Or have I neglected moving my body 10,000 steps a day? Have I neglected mindful eating? Have I neglected strength training? Am I only strength training twice a week where that person's strength training five times a week? That makes a difference. That is double to triple the frequency that you're doing. So yeah, that person's gonna get a better result. If you were eating the same across the board, sleeping the same across the board, managing stress the same across the board, but that person's trained five days a week, you're trained two, that's going to be a better result for that individual. Expect them to have faster results. And the same goes for if you're training the same amount, but they're tracking more than you, or they're eating better than you, or they're sleeping better than you, right? Like be mindful of those things and put it back on yourself. Um, exercises that didn't actually build their physiques, those are fake too, right? If you see that, like I just talked about, someone with a fake you know, ass, for example, and they're talking about exercises that help build their butt, but realistically it was all implants or it was all fake stuff or it was genetics, right? Maybe they were just born or they played a sport when they were young and they, you know, soccer players, for one, typically they, they're, the movements that they do, they grow really nice glutes and hamstrings. And now they can add on to that with strength training and they can really develop great physiques 
or they can use that and, and start promoting something. Usually athletes are pretty credible because they, they understand they probably were doing some sort of strength training program in college and high school. So they're pretty credible um, individuals to follow. But I'm just giving you an example, right? That some people are just genetically gifted. They have great bodies. Um, they weren't implanted. They didn't, you know, have, they don't have fake boobs or fake ass or, or did anything to their abs. They just have great bodies, um, but they're not promoting the exercises that actually help with that. That's more genetics. Um, now, if they took that body and they did the right exercise and they showed you the even greater growth on top of that, then that's something to follow, right? And then you have natural. Understand, guys, a lot of these fake influencers, even we talk about you know, guys and bodybuilders, they're juiced up on anabolic steroids, right? They're training hard. They're eating well or eating a certain way, which I can appreciate, right? I'm someone who I love that space. I'm, I'm a big fan and, and, you know, a bit of a historian of bodybuilders, at least to like, you know, read the magazines, the inside fitness and the muscle and fitness and watch the documentaries and, and do all that stuff. And I you know, read a lot of articles from bodybuilders. So there's nothing against that. I love that. that that's, that's kind of my favorite thing to do. But understand that there's some people out there that, you know, are just, juice to the gills and they're telling you a certain way and if they're not authentic if they're not willing to say they're on steroids um and still preach that hey guys like you can get a great result following what i do but you're not going to look like this unless you're on anabolics right they're saying train like this and look like me that's where you get in that part of okay this is this is wildness right because this person is claiming that if you just train a certain way you're going to get to that impossible physique that they you know, obtained through the use of illegal steroids and supplementation. So be mindful of that as well, guys. Guys, that's the episode right there. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you have any questions, definitely hit me up on Instagram at BrandonRinka365. You can also find me and some resources, free resources in terms of blogs and podcasts and workshops at BrandonRinka365.com along with different programs as well. If you're looking for help new, from a nutrition standpoint, maybe you want to be educated a little bit more, I have an ebook available for $14.99, pretty inexpensive, I'd say. And then you also have some online coaching programs and some direct coaching programs. So if you need any help with that, definitely hit me up at BrandonRinka365.com. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.